finishes. What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the crease dive. Today is Friday, July 26th. The PLL regular season is back. The boys are heading to Denver this weekend. Uh, it's been it's been a while since we've had PLL regular season on the schedule by week, all-star week. Uh, but now we're back into it. So, Jake, how are we doing this week? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Uh, you know, I can I can jump right into the all-star game. You know, the, the all-star game was pretty cool. Um, you know, way past my bedtime uh for the for the for the East Coast folk, but other than that, you know, it was it was like any other all-star game, man. You know, you had you had guys, you know, making their no-look passes, doing absolutely sick shit. I mean, Paul Rabel with the around the world assist to the Will Manny dunk, like that was, you know, that was crazy. Um, the skills competition was 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 pretty good. Um, I mean, I I and I never said it on the bot on the on the podcast, but my sleeper pick for the fastest player was Dan Ipe because I've literally I've seen him run on the field before he played. Um, he, he works in Atlanta, so he played in the men's league and I've seen him run before. It's the fastest man alive. Like I absolutely 100% fastest man alive. So I, I, I had that one in my pocket. If I was a betting man, I would have, I would have put money on it, but, um, the all-star game was cool. Uh, God, there were so many fucking haters out during the all-star game, uh, about the face-offs and the way and the and the and the fun stuff that the PLL was trying to do. So, you know, I just have a message for all the kids out there, you know, who can't drive and you live in the PLL's comment section talking about how the PLL's ruining lacrosse. Um I would invite you to just go study for your world history test because you have no idea what you're talking about. Just shut up. Um and that goes for the fathers of 3 as well because you also have no idea what you're talking about. It was fun. It was yeah. fun to watch. That's a, like the thing that drives me not like this is the same though in pretty much every all-star game like for so for true. any sport like there's going to be people like all-star games in general and I, I don't know i i guess i mean they're they're geared toward kids i get like once you get past a certain age realistically you probably shouldn't watch the all-star game anymore just because like all you're going to do is complain about it like yes. it's like it's like for the kid like once you get old it's it's like um I don't know, like like Rocco's Modern Life, or like let's just yeah, let's just go with Rocco's Modern Life, right? You watch that when you were a little kid, and you think it's hilarious and and it's awesome, best show ever. And then like you go back and and you like YouTube, you're like, hey man, I remember watching Rocco's Modern Life, like that was a really good show when I was a kid. Like let me try to find some episodes on YouTube. You go back and you watch it, and you're like, like what the fuck is even going on here? Like none of this makes any sense. Like this this is not how I remembered it. Well, that's kind of the way that all-star games are for pretty much any sport. It's like when you're a kid, you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. It's like all these guys playing, like, this is so cool. Um, and then when you get older, you start to realize like, like, yeah, like, listen, these guys care about the game. They care about the sport. They care about the league. Like they want to put on the best show that they can for the fans, but like, they're not going to die out there. Like they're, they're not going to put their entire life on the line for, for that. Game. Like it's, you start to realize, listen, it's just an all-star game. The guys are there to have fun. No one wants to get hurt in an all-star game. Um, you know, so it's like, did, did anybody, did anybody die because they did a hockey puck drop for the face-offs? Like did you anybody, did anybody you, you out there in the world, like did anyone lose their life? Like, are, have there been any funerals this week for people who have passed away because they simply could not handle the fact that it was not a regular face-off being taken, which most people who are complaining about the hockey puck drop 
were probably people who want to take faceoffs out of the game anyway. So it's like, well, like which one do, do you want? Fucking jackass. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an all-star game. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be just a regular old game. Like that's just not the way it is because like these guys, there's, there's too much on the line for these guys to play these games. Like it's an actual game when they have the regular season to get back to. And then, I mean, they're going to be playing until September 21st. So there's still a full two months of lacrosse to be played here. Like if the guys want to, you know, kind of dick around a little bit with some face-offs here and there so that, you know, everyone has some fun and it's not like a fucking drag on everyone, let them do it. Quit complaining. Um, I'll tell you what though, one guy who did put the body on the line and, and this was, this was an aggressive move, but I loved every second of it. Matt Rambo. Chef Rambo in the kitchen with Gary Gate on the sideline going with the air gate from behind the from behind the cage. Dude, I mean, Matt said it in the uh, you know, so when you know Brendan Burke and, and Ryan Boyle were, were talking to him right after the goal on the field, like he he admitted it himself. He's not a big vertical guy. Like, neither am I. Yeah. I I my vert right now is like uh I don't know, it's it's like if, if the grass is too high, I don't get off the ground. Mainly because I like to stay grounded, right? Low man always wins. Um, I feel like Maddie is kind of a similar guy. Like, there's nothing good that comes out of just jumping really high. Like, you, you don't, unless you're playing basketball and you're like dunking, like, what else does it do for you? So it's like having a vert is, is overrated. With that being said, my man got up <laughs> as up as he could and uh, from behind the K and just tucks it away. Uh, I forget who, who did he score on there? Was that, uh, was that Galloway that it was on? I I'm, I'm trying to picture it in my head right now. I probably should have like rewatched the clip before we started recording here. I it might've been Galloway. I, I want to say it was, I'm, I'm not even going to guess. Fuck it. Yeah, whatever. But it was it, sick. It was sick yeah. either way. Um, and then naturally there were people complaining about that as well. Um, somebody yeah. said crease violation i was yeah. like shut the fuck up oh but uh my God. but like like that like the the around the world pass from from paul that dunk oh. like that that right there is like that's what the all-star game is supposed to you shouldn't want i'll say this i'll go back on my take that i had like a couple minutes earlier once you get over the age of like 12 you shouldn't watch an all-star game from start to finish. You should just watch it for the highlights. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you shouldn't be like fully invested in the thing and like, rah, like, like treating like, like a, a fucking action hero movie, like, and like pointing out all the stuff that's like, Oh, well that's not real life. And it's like, yeah, no shit. It's a fucking action hero movie. Um, so like, just watch it for the highlights, you know, watch it for the around the world pass from Paul, just still breaking that one out. Like it's nothing. Um, dude, he, that was so smooth. It was like, like he threw that around the world pass, like smoother than most people can like drink a bottle of water. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it was, it was just like so natural, so on the money. Um, and then Rambo's air gate with Gary gate in attendance. Like that's the shit that you should watch an all-star game for, not for like breaking down game footage. Yeah. You're not going to see, I mean, you're, you're not trying to do X's and O's in the all-star game. And if you are, you're an absolute psycho. Um, I mean, there's people out there that's their thing and that's fine. I, I don't really care either way. Um, you know, but ultimately, yeah, the all-star game was, we, we got to see all stars do all-star stuff, which was great. Uh, I mean, Tom Schreiber threw a no look pat, you know, a couple of no look passes. Um, I mean, Jared, uh, Jared Newman pulled up from 19, maybe 20 and just but stuck one. We had a couple uh, goals from blaze Reardon. 
a couple goals from Blaze Rudin showing that, you know, he's not just a goalie, that man's a renaissance man, uh, jack of all trades type deal. Um, and, and the, the, you know, there was, there were some other complaints about like, you know, the freestyle competition and stuff like that, but you know, there's ultimately, there's, there's only so many things that you can do, um, when it comes to, you know, scoring and, and on, on an open, you know, not really an open goal, but scoring on a goalie in a freestyle competition. I still think it was dope. Ryder Duncan with two sticks. That was sick. Um, Dude, the, you know, the fake, uh, the fake baseball swings that, uh, yeah, that, that Fields Fields and, gutterding. and gutterding broke out. Those yeah. were, I, I like, cause I, I, I pride myself on being a big stick trick guy. Like that's, that's just from like years of being on the sidelines, like during practices and shit like that. Definitely. You know, like, like when, when the ones are out there practicing, doing some six on six work and I'm just like fucking around on the sidelines. It's like, I don't have anything Definitely. better to do than to just work on the hands. So like, you know, I've, I've become a pretty big stick trick. I've never seen that fake baseball swing. I don't, I don't know if you've ever, but like, like that, like there are very few things like, I'll be watching lacrosse games and one of my biggest pet peeves is when the camera guy gets faked out by like an obvious fake, you know, like the camera guy Definitely. just, just all of a sudden, like the camera, like you see it, it just whoosh, like camera goes all the way across the screen and the play is still all the way down the other end of the field. Cause the camera guy just got fucking yarked with a fake, these fake baseball swings. Like they got me. I was like, wait, where the fuck that ball just go still in their stick. So like those, like that shit right there, like that, I was seeing those highlights. It was like, damn, like, you know, there, there are some moments right there where you're just like, these guys are so goddamn good with a stick in their hands. It's like, it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, I was, I was not really surprised. I knew, I knew, you know, Fields getting in on the first try. That was, he's just a freak and same with Gutty. They're, they're just, they're freaks. And, you know, the all-star, you know, the comp, the skills competition was, was, you know, I, it was sweet, like, um, and and especially the accuracy one. Um, you know, Marcus Holman absolutely just went American sniper on everybody because you know those hitting the the three in a row uh, top shelf just silly. That's just fucking silly. Um, I ultimately I, I I was pleased with the All Star game, pleased with the skills competition. Um, I mean, I stayed up past my bedtime for it, so you know, all the PLL players, you're you're all welcome. Um, you know, that's the kind of effort that, you know, we, we try to put in, in our, in our content. So listen, uh, they, they don't, they don't get paid unless we're watching. So really, right. the fan, the fans were the biggest all-stars of the weekend. That's right. The, well, the the, it, goes, it goes, it goes, the, the journalists and then the fans yes. and then the players. That, correct. Correct. That's, that's the appropriate hierarchy of, of, uh, of, of, of importance when it comes to, um, sports media right now. Uh, another thing that we saw in the all-star game, um, another thing too, that's going to ruffle a few feathers, but I'm a big fan, uh, vineyard vines that they, they are <laughs> <laughs> vineyard vines is, uh, what, what, what is this actual thing called? Uh, they are now the official, the official style of the premier lacrosse league. Um, we're really the, cultivating that stereotype there. So here's the thing. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> like I, I've, I've already seen people this with like being like, oh, like, uh, who was it? It might have been like Evan Malloy from Syracuse. Like, oh, trying to get away from the from the Laxboro culture. Shut up. Shut, like this is, shut. Like this is a good thing. All right. Like, like it's I, cool, dude. The like the the t-shirts that they had for the All Star game were, were t- like this is. I'm pretty pumped about this. I think that, you know, there, there's going to be uh, some, some real nice apparel to come out of this. I also feel like, um, I feel like if there's one like item that 
I think lacrosse players are like contractually obligated to, to own. It's the Vineyard Vines tie that has like the crossing lacrosse sticks on them. Oh yeah. Everybody's got that. Like I, think I, I, have, I think I have three of them. Yeah. Like I feel like, you know, like once you get past like your first week of practice of lacrosse ever, I think it's just like, like a lacrosse fairy comes and like drops one off of your house yeah. and shows it's like, up in your closet. Yeah. And you're, and, and it's like, Hey, like that's, that's just the tie that you wear now for the rest of your life. Like you're a lacrosse player. So it's, it's a match made in heaven. Yeah. It kind of goes back to the lax bro culture type of thing, but whatever, like it, it, I, I, I it still drives me nuts that like everyone just, we can get, we can get away from it a little bit, but like, we don't have to like just turn everyone into a fucking meathead with no style. It'd be nice if people could still look good out there without everyone bitching that it's Laxbro culture, you know, so, and the Laxbro no. culture, the Laxbro culture, in my opinion, um, to me, it's more about an attitude, right? It's an attitude about the game rather than it is certain aspects of the game, like the long hair and stuff like that. Is not, it is not, I, I don't believe that to be Laxbro culture. I think that is, um, just an element of the, of the game, like you know, Drenner, as we, you know, spoke to our boy, Chef Boy RD, um, it was more about him, you know, just it was comfortable to him and yeah, he got a bunch of shit for it, but like, you know, it was comfortable to him and it to him and he ended up donating it. So like it, to me, the Laxbro thing is more like an attitude. Like if you, you, nobody wants a fucking Chad on their team, who's not going to put in the, the hours and, 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 and work hard, but there are those guys out there and they do ruin it every now and then. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Lax, Laxbro culture, yeah. Laxbro culture is calling equipment like the Mac daddy. Yes. Like that's that's yes. that's lax is like when you have something that's called the Mac Daddy, like not as a joke, not ironically. It's like this no, like this is this is the name of the item that we're going with, and people are going going to be spending like legal U.S. tender to buy. Um, like that's laxborough culture. But people looking well put together with and 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 fashionable by wearing some vineyard vines. That's that's not. So um, it's another thing that people can just. If everyone could just stop getting outraged by everything, that'd be huge. Um, but yeah, so Vineyard Vines, that was obviously a huge, huge uh, moment in the lacrosse world this week, but uh, another piece of lacrosse news. And we'll be talking about this a little bit more because we do have one of these pieces coming up and in, in our interview a little bit later in this episode, but we did have another trade. Um, so the PLL trade deadline has come and passed. I think this was the only trade of the day. Uh, and it was... Jerry Raganese will be heading over from the archers over to the Redwoods in exchange for Joey Sankey um, and a draft pick. I believe it was a, what was it? A fourth rounder. Um, mm -hmm. So a fourth rounder and Joey Sankey will be heading back to the archers in exchange for Jerry Raganese. Uh, as you could tell, probably by the title of this episode, we have Jerry coming on in, in just a few minutes here. Um, but pretty, uh, a, a pretty telling trade, I would say. Um, you know, it, it says it says a couple things about both teams. So, you know, for the Redwoods, uh, it's saying like one, Gregor Enlian that that hamstring it might be you know the hamstring might not be uh, fully there yet, and and it might be a little bit worse than 
um, some people are, are thinking. So, you know, they needed to kind of fill the gap there at the face-off position so Jerry can come, you know, plug in right away and, and give them a lot of possessions by winning a lot of face-offs. So, you know, that's big for them. It's also big for Jerry for being able to, you know, get himself on the field here sometime soon. Um, kind of also says that, you know, they they like where they're at with Jules Hennenberg and Ryder Garnsey and Matt Cavanaugh being that, you know, that attack unit there. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, bringing in Jules gave them a, a real nice look on that right side, um, you know, and, and then Garnsey being a lefty and, and Joey being a lefty, I think, um, you know, I, I think that they had. It's not that it's not that they didn't need Joey Sankey, but it's just like when you have Garnsey there, it's like losing him doesn't hurt as much. Um, and then for the archers, it it just they have Holman and Manny, you know, and and that's you know that's a um, you know a nice little one-two punch with their attack there. They're still trying to figure out who's going to be that number one third guy, so. Uh, you know, heading into this weekend, they got Ryan Ambler and Christian Cuccinello as the third and fourth attack guys on that unit. I think once Joey Sankey starts to heal up a little bit more, like that'll be, that'll be his spot. And then, so Holman, Manny and Sankey, like that's, you know, that's there. That's a, it's a, it's a tiny lineup, but that is a, a lethal lineup. And then also, um, you know, Holman and Sankey played together at UNC, so they'll be able to have that chemistry going right away as well. Yeah, it's an absolute unit right there. Um, solid trade though. Um, you know, every time I see Jerry's last name and I forgot to tell, I forgot to ask him this on the interview, but every time I see it, I think like Bolognese. So like Jerry Ragnez is how I pronounce it. Ragnez is how I could pronounce it in my, in my head, but you know, he's got to be, uh, maybe if he, maybe if he was like playing box and he was like a, like a French Canadian, like box player, he could be like, definitely. Jerry Ragonier. <laughs> we'll have to, uh, Jerry, I know you're going to listen to this episode, so, you know, it's your own episode, but. Well, he probably, um, fast, he, he probably fast forwarded through all this part and then just yeah, got maybe. to the interview. Like, fuck those guys. They're so fucking annoying. Just let me hear myself talk. Uh, <laughs> but Jerry, we have some ideas for when you, you know, maybe navigate to the box, you know, the, the actually, navigate to the box in the fall. That's actually a great way though, to rebrand yourself. Like if, if I'm Jerry and I'm thinking like, listen, like, you know, I, you know, getting, getting bounced around here before I get a, you know, a good chance to get on the field here at the PLL. Like I kind of need to reinvent myself a little bit. If he just yeah. goes into actually, you know what, Ryan Boyle, if you're listening to this right now, which again, we know you are when you're on the call this weekend or, or whenever Jerry's in the lineup is Jerry Ragonier. Yeah. The book it. Shit. You know what? That just has me ready to, as long as he goes with that pronunciation, I am ready right now to declare the Redwoods the clear-cut winner of this trade. I mean, I'll absolutely buy his jersey. Like and if, just, he, if he, and just yeah, and I'll and I'll put, just like I'll sharp, go, Sharpie the 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 accent yeah, marks. Yeah, I'll put I'll put I'll put a fucking accent on every damn vowel. Like that that's how that's how intense I want it to see. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, so that I mean that's that's a huge. That's a huge addition to the Redwoods lineup. And again, but the archers, I mean, they, they get a, a weapon as well. So this will be, you know, a, a trade that, um, you know, pretty similar to, uh, you know, the, the Jules Hennenberg, um, for, uh, Oh fuck. Why am I blanking on who we got traded for the, the pole? 
Um, what? In- <laughs> Jesus. Not Matt- oh, Alec, Alec Tullett. Alec um, Tullett. Yeah, I was yeah, about to say right. Matt Reese. Like, not even the right team. No, no. All right. Sorry, Alec Tullett. But we got you. Um, but for the Hennenberg Tullett trade, where both teams needed to address a certain position, and I think that it'll ultimately end up working out for both teams. So it's not really a hot take, but again, I, I think that this is just a trade that, that'll work out for both teams. Um, you know, and then hopefully again, so we, you know, we have Jerry coming up here pretty soon. Um, and hopefully it works out for him. Would love to see him get on the field, love to see him get a crack at, at this league. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, he, he's a guy who, you know, he works with Greg Renly and they, they do the, the face off Academy together. Um, you know, so obviously he, he knows it just like any other face-off specialist in this league, but um, just dedicated to all the little tiny details that like, like everyone who like watches face-offs that isn't a face-off guy. Like you just watch these guys and it just looks like they're like wrestling for a ball. And it like, looks like, like, well, what the, like how much skill gets involved here? Like these guys have face-offs down to a science Um, and, and Jerry's no different. So would love to see him, you know, get, get some shine here with the Redwoods, especially because I think that they've got a, a loaded team uh, that can go on, on a nice little run. Yeah. And this weekend they'll be going against uh, Atlas, right? So, you know, the Atlas kind of emerged in the, I think, what are we, what are we, they emerged in what week five, they snuck one um, or they, they, yeah, they kind of, they've kind of emerged in week four and week five um stuff's kind of falling for them um and i think that'll be a really interesting game so you'll have you'll have uh greg and, and so this will be a repeat of week one you'll have greg um greg beast and trevor baptiste going against each other again you know it's like uh old bull and and uh young gun and i mean if if the mark my words if the atlas come out and play like they did in atlanta when they were absolutely, you know, Joel Tenney was out there dunking, um, you know, Eric Law was out there dunking, Rabel put in one. I mean, if they come out here firing, they could catch the Redwoods defense off guard. I don't know how, how you know, how much that's going to matter because the Redwoods defense is so solid, especially with Garrett Eppel. Just, you know, I think he's leading in, in cause turnovers. Like, they're just, they're so fucking good. And, I mean, a, if you run through the middle, you're just going to break your arm. So, I mean, they're, so they're at the outside shots really need to fall, I think, for the Redwoods or sorry for the Atlas against the Redwoods. Plus, I mean, if you, if, but even then, they've got Timmy Troutner in, in goals. So, like, you're out, you're fucked on the outside shots too. He was great during the All Star games. Fucking sick. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, not, again, it's it's the same thing week after week after week where all these games are going to be so tight. All of them are going to be so evenly matched. Some teams are, you know, they're going to be better in some areas of the field than the other, but like they're still, besides the whip snakes who have seemed to, to really click, there's not like one team out there where it's like, oh yeah, like this team is going to shit pump everyone. Um, so We'll get more into the, our week seven preview after this interview, but uh, right now we should kick it over to the newest member of Redwoods LC, Jerry Raganese. Um, real quick, I, I just want to, this interview is, so listen, Jerry didn't pay us. He didn't ask us for any of this, but we're just going to say it out of the kindness of our hearts that this interview is brought to you by Pro Athletics. So it is, uh, 
It's a, it's a company that Jerry founded. They do shorts, they do shooters, they do pennies, they do polos. They, they have, um, dude, their shirts are so fucking comfortable. And like for a guy like myself, um, who, you know, listen, I, I like to stay in shape, but like, I don't, I'm a guy who probably like if, if I'm at like a, at the pool, I'll probably still keep my shirt on for like as long as I can before it starts to look weird. You know, like there's it's it's not exactly as tight as it should be. Their shirts, though, fit so well where it's like you, you don't look like you need to be wearing like a fucking like poncho as a shirt, but like it still keeps everything like nice. And so like pro athletics, if you're like a guy who's like teetering on that, like like legit like dad bod type of scene pro athletics will get you looking like you're you just got done running a marathon like the way that that it fits so um i feel like a lot of guys that are probably listening to this episode right now like they they're probably in that same camp as i am so like grab yourself some pro athletic shirts and you'll be walking around people will be like like shit like this guy fucking works out all the time um and you're like no man i just got this fucking dope ass shirt that's a good ad read. I thought that's a good ad read. Like I'm, I'm blown away. That's just that, uh, you know, between that and the Pearl lacrosse one, like I, I'm, I'm, I think that this ad, that was, that was fantastic. I, if I, if I had to do, and I'm going to be Jim Brown and I'm going to pull, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold up like a seven for you because Jim Brown just, that was his go-to seven or eight. So uh, that's a solid seven for me in, in the, in, in my Jim Brown scorecard work. That's high praise. Um, but yeah, so pro athletics, again, not a, not a paid ad, not anything. It's just, uh, Jerry's the fucking man. And you will hear that right now coming up. We've got Jerry Raganese. All right. And with us right now, we have the newest member of Redwoods LC. We've got face off specialist and a very special guy in general, Jerry Raganese on the line. Jerry, thanks for coming on with us this week. How you doing? Ah, somehow still kicking against all odds. Great to great to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And, yeah, you know, obviously, like we'll we'll talk about the trade. Um, people that are listening right now, like the trade has already happened. So Jerry will be heading to the Redwoods in exchange for Joey Sankey and a draft pick. Not a big deal that you got the draft pick to go along. Um, but I think the thing that most people are worried about, concerned about, interested about right now, what the fuck's going on with your head? Cause uh, you, you you tweeted out a picture the other day, and it looked like uh, did you get clocked with a golf ball or something like that. No, you know what? I actually I probably should have thought that a little bit more through. I thought it was just kind of like a funny joke, but like I didn't know people actually had uh, my well being in mind. And a lot of people were like, oh, what happened? You know, they filled it up with uh, lidocaine, and it looked like I got beaten over the head pretty good. But I had a I got popped in camp from a fellow Philly boy, Austin Pafani, um, and he put a lump on the side of my head. Uh, that wound up being uh, a hematoma, I guess. I wasn't really listening when they were cutting me open, but surgery went a little uh, squirrely. They thought it was something else, and so they opened me up, and they're like, oh, that's not what we thought it was going to be. And 15-minute uh, surgery wound up taking like an hour, and now we just got like three three stitches in my head, and yeah, we're good to go. You know, it's all in the past now. That's a, a true gritty face-off guy there. You know, ah, it's like, what? what's his name, Ronnie Lott? You know, they cut his finger off in the middle of the NFL games. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's, you know, I got – you only have one head, though. It's kind of – you can't really be like, oh, I got nine more fingers. So yeah, I like couldn't a, pull like, 300. You know, God saw fit to bust me with a spare. I couldn't pull that. I made a lot of hair jokes. I was like, oh, is this surgery going to bring my hairline back? And after, like, the sixth one, they just stopped, like, responding to me. 
Well, doctors are assholes. I mean, we, that's 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 a clear fact. You know, the other the other thing we had to ask was, uh, is is being bald an advantage in the league now? Because now the Redwoods have uh, they're leading the league in bald guys with Nick Asello. So, I mean, you guys are are, you know. You, you have something there. There's, I, I think there's that's, something that's, there. That's a, that's a Bash Brothers crew right there. We, I, I mean, is is Nat? I think Nat is a little bald. I mean, you guys would need like Andy as as your coach to like really yeah, definitely like like that. That would be that trio right there of of you, Acello, and Andy. Like that's a that's a crew that just dominates. Um, but I think Nat. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to picture his head right now. I don't. That's, I don't see a lot of hair on it. That's that's like a one. He, you know, I don't know if he's full shape. Yeah. We'll, we'll let him in. I mean, he's a bad man, so he's welcome. He's welcome in the tribe. That's fair. All right. Well, hey, I guess I mean, I guess we'll see September 21st in Philadelphia when the Redwoods are out there and, you know, you guys are just clanging and banging and, and putting people through the dirt and Redwoods come out on top with the crown. I think like that'll that'll debunk the whole like the entire lacrosse culture um, that is built upon, you know, flow and and all of a sudden like you you'll you won't see any more flow buckets at all anymore like you'll just be seeing people rocking the skull caps because they want to be the next jerry raganese to bring home the crown yeah i mean we are we've always been high speed low drag you know it's you know the aerodynamics of it is great people say jerry you have a beard you know there's always a tail on the end of you know on on planes and stuff like that so the beard works as a tail um so we're trying to get ocello grow one of those and and we'll see if he's able to pull it off he's got you know a baby face still um but yeah like i said you know chrome heads low drag all w's yeah it kind of makes sense i was i was a little bit disappointed in uh brendan fowler earlier this year when i saw it because like the last time i had seen him was final four what was that 2018 um when yale won and just luscious locks just a dripping wet slick back as you would imagine a kid from the island to have um and and then i saw him you know the training camp videos pretty clean cut and, and you know i was thinking to myself uh, man like you really let me down there but for, for you face off guys your entire game is just built on on getting out there the quickest um so that you know that low drag that low wind resistance it's got to be huge for the face off percentage you know i think like you know, you think again to like TD, a kid who has like a military cut, um, and then he, people wonder why he's operating at like eighty percent. It's like, well, you know, he doesn't have all this hair holding him back. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, uh, uh, your viewers may not remember, and as they may have been, you know, eleven years old last time I had long hair, but I remember in college, like your hair would get pinned to your shoulder on an exit. It will get would get pulled, which sucked a little bit. So, uh, you know, that might be a reason that the guy like Fowler cut his hair. Um, but I also do know he's got that Wall Street job now, and he's got to keep it high and tight. But he's a high and tight guy. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, that's, you know, they're they're all like that over there. What Duke? They're all like that. Uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, uh, but Connor Farrell out there looking like sunshine from Remember the Titans. So does he look like I sunshine? Mean, though he looks like sunshine's like mutant. Sunshine maybe if he was on steroids. Yeah, sun, sunshine's like mutant <laughs> brother. Yeah. yeah, definitely the big, the bigger version of Sunshine, like uh, the one I, that's I like lo- the one that's like locked up in in the basement. Yeah, they keep him in the cellar. You know, do you think his? You mean maybe his strength comes from you know from the milk that he drinks on a regular basis, like the you know. So if his hair gets pulled, he just doesn't feel it because there's just so much milk running through his system. <laughs> um, we have to we have to to pivot towards food though, Jerry, because 
Um, we've been noticing the uh, steady increase in picks of ramen and just absolute destruction going on. Where did this? Where did this uh, ramen? Um, not a it, uh, obsession sounds weird, but this 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 hunt for ramen come from, and uh, where where is it going for you? Uh, the original ramen take for me was cup noodles, like anybody else. Uh, when I was at RIT many moons ago. Uh, I ate at the uh, cafeteria and it made me sick as a dog. Couldn't eat anything out of the cafeteria for like the first week. Um, still won't go back to Gracie's. Just never agreed with me. So I ate nothing but quesadillas and cup ramen for the first four months when I was at college. That and like, you know, protein bars. Um, and so I kind of got a taste for, you know, the bottom ring. You know, everybody likes likes cup ramen, but it was like literally the only thing I could eat at the time other than, you know, finding a way off campus to pick up pizza or something like that. Um, after that, fast forward, you know, several years down the line, I had a bunch of buddies living in, in New York city. You know, we, we go out, have a few drinks and then come 2am you're looking for, all right, what are we going to eat? You know, at two in the morning and just so happened to be one of the best ramen places in the city. Uh, it was called uh, SEO. It was a sushi place that would turn to a ramen shop at like 2am. And it was just nothing but Japanese people, like no English whatsoever. I went in there and this was, I was like 2.30 at the time, just a house of a, of, a, of a short man. And I ordered four bowls of ramen and the people were calling me Godzilla. And <laughs> it's it like a racist or something. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit reverse. <laughs> but like, you know, I was I was completely into it. They're like, another bowl is like more. And then I just go outside and just throw up from eating too much. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was basically every time I go in, there was an eating competition. But I loved the place. And it closed down, unfortunately, a few years later. And then... Uh, I just started looking for places in the city that were like it. And I would try a bowl here and there and be like, all right, this place is okay. This place didn't really tickle my fancy too much. And, and, you know, you just eat enough of it and you figure out what you like. And then I had the opportunity to go over to Japan, um, a few times, fortunately. And I would just stay a few extra days and just go on kind of like a food cruise and just go to little shops everywhere and kind of where I could pick up information. And, you know, I don't go out too much anymore at my age. So I just kind of sit down on YouTube and Reddit and, you know, read through things and figure out how to make it myself. And we'll see where that goes. I'm just kind of enjoying being a home cook right now and, and cooking for friends when they come over. And, you know, I'm, I'm no chef by any, any means I'm a home cook, but you know, we'll see where it, it can land me in a few years down the road. Maybe I'll have my own place or do a couple pop-ups. I did one, uh, with East Coast Eyes, which was a lot of fun, fed their entire shop. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like a little passion project. Well, so now do you think that the reason – so the Redwoods, not only did they give up Joey Sankey for you, but then they also gave up the draft pick. Do you think that maybe one of the main reasons why they had to also spend the draft pick to bring you onto the squad is because now they have someone that can that can cook for team dinners? Like I feel like that's a, that's a big-time – um, you know, in, in terms of just building team camaraderie, you know, all these teams, it's the first year in the league. Like you need something that's going to bring the boys together. So now you got Jerry in the kitchen, whipping up some ramen. Uh, that, that's something right there. That's going to keep the, the unit nice and tight knit. So I, I think, you know, that's something that, you know, maybe the, uh, you know, maybe the guys at inside lacrosse or lack sports net, like that's something that maybe they don't necessarily pick up on when they're just talking about the X's and O's. But when you're talking about building a team, bringing on a, a, a team chef or a team home cook, that's that's big time. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, you're a hockey guy, you know, the, the term we like to use is the intangibles. I mean, I think I I check a lot of boxes. I mean, I don't like being called a, a face off guy I like to be called a switchblade midi, do a little bit of everything. Um 
so I mean, you know, a little bit of everything's a little bit of everything. You know, I'll, I'll mail you packages, I'll cook you dinner. I mean, whatever you need, you know, I'll pick up a long pole, throw me a net. I don't care. Wherever you need me to go, I'll go. I'm a foxhole guy. You know, you do taxes. I do taxes. Yeah, you know, whatever you need. You know, you tell me, you know, your your 1099s. You know, whatever. You know, make your uniforms, coach your kids. What do you What do you need? You tell me. I'll make it happen. I'm gonna answer. Uh, that's not, those are those are underrated qualities in this league. I think. I, I don't think there's enough of that. Um, you know, you have you, and, and that's true. You need you do need a guy like that. You need a you need a, a switchblade midi on every team. You know, other teams got their own camaraderie going, like Marcus Holman and Will Manny sleeping in bunk beds. Uh, I mean, you, you so that's so that's what you're bringing to the Redwoods. Um, I, I had another question because I recently showed Jordy this, but do you draw inspiration from Paul Carcaterra when you're in, when you're in the kitchen? Because that man is quite quite the cook. Paul Carcaterra is a bit of a renaissance man. Like if I'm I had, saying, if I had his hair, I think I, I'd be going after him. <laughs> He's just so well spoken and well dressed. Like I'm neither of those. Um, you know, I just I just try to keep up in the kitchen with anybody. Uh, but yeah, my he can cook. So can his brother actually. He started a um, Brian Carcaterra. He's also a, a bit of a chef. He just started an Instagram account called like. So it is. So it's. So it's Brian's Instagram account, not Paul's. I confuse. Oh yeah, that. I, I mean, I mean I they're, think, they're nearly they're brothers. They, they're basically it's the same thing. They look almost. They look almost. They, look, they, look, they look identical, and they're both well spoken and very well dressed. And confusing. Both, both incredible dudes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brian and Paul. I'm, I don't know if Paul can cook, but I know Brian can cook like a madman. And he's 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 going for the belt right now. He's calling me out. I like it. <laughs> I, I mean, so my my apologies to the listeners. I I, I know Paul Carcaterra is absolutely a Renaissance man. He's a, he's a jack of all trades. He, the man can do everything, right? Um, Brian Carcaterra is is the is the chef of the family at Drunken Meatball on Instagram. It's worth it. I promise you. The you, man. You the man's. You probably would end up with a lot of hair in your food if Paul was doing the one cook because he's also cutting all the hair on That's the right. side. So That's true. That's right. Um. Hey, real quick. So, you know, we're, we're talking about like just, you know, what you bring to the table at the Redwoods. Um, and, it, and it just, it seems like you're just a great all around guy who, who's willing to do whatever it takes for his teammates to be better for his team to be better. Um, now, as you may know, in the industry that I'm in, I'm, I'm privy to plenty of rumors, right? I, I have some inside sources out there and what the little birdies are telling me right now is that a guy who, might not be so high character. Uh, Tom Schreiber, I, I'm hearing, may have orchestrated the trade to get you off of the Archers and over to the Redwoods. Can can you speak to this rumor at all? Uh, yeah, Tom was worried I was coming for the clout. Um, you know, I don't know if you've seen Tom's Instagram page lately, but he's you know he's got sunglasses on, fedoras, the whole nine. I mean, he's he's sliding into DMs. He's doing what he can. I mean, I know I know the the glitz and glamour and. And the wrathful death of, uh, of Hollywood has, has really taken him uh, to his core. Um, and for a guy like me, where it comes naturally, uh, I think he felt threatened. And, you know, I'm an older dog and I'm not going to sit there and, and take those lumps. And, you know, he said, you know, coach, I, he's coming for my playing time. He's coming for my clout, swag, the cash, the girls. And I was just like, listen, Tommy, I'm not coming for any of that. I know it comes naturally to me. But unfortunately, by then, uh, I was already gone. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, that's just the kind of guy Tom is, and it's unfortunate to watch somebody change. You know, people change, you just got to move on. Almost like a kind of – it seems like a LeBron type of situation where he he's coming over there, he wants to play GM, he wants to be the – so it's 
it's it's something that is truly troubling to hear, um, though not very surprising. I mean, heavy is the head that wears the crown, but you know, there's no reason to squash the little guy. I mean, I don't know what what are you getting out of it, Tom? What are you getting out of it, man? You don't pick up my calls anymore. It's messed up. It's messed Tom, up. Tom, if Tom, if you're out there listening, which we know you are, he's not. J- he's doing good things. <laughs> J- He's too busy. He's on a bigger, better things. He's not listening to podcasts. That man has no time for podcasts. I, I bet he's hired like a, like a virtual assistant to listen to podcasts for him. So, you know, and kind of relay the messages to him or something like that. Um, you know, so towards the beginning of the season, we uh, there, there were and it's still going on, by the way, which drives me nuts. But the PLL comment section of pretty much anything is filled with, I would say, 90 percent of kids who cannot drive. Uh, yet they have the most to say about how the PLL is being ruined by certain facets of the game. And I believe one of your tweets was was uh, towards the beginning of the season really, really spoke to me. I don't remember what it said, but I know it spoke to me, Jerry, just just so you know. That's why. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you how you feel about the uh, the naysayers, because. You know, people are like, well, I don't, you know, the attendance here, or, you know, they're, they're, they're trying too many different things here, the puck drop and stuff like that. What do you have to say? Do you have a message to the, uh, to the, to the young and the olds, the father of threes who are out there, you know, disagreeing with that, about how things are being run in the PLL? Yeah. I, to, shut up. <laughs> just, watch, just watch and enjoy that you can finally for once open up your phone and see lacrosse clips in, in 4K and slow motion from 32 different angles. What did you have before? Nothing. You had zero. You, you literally could not watch a game unless it was a college game from three months earlier. You have summer lacrosse. And if you took a person that had never seen the NFL and took a person that's never seen lacrosse and you put them both, you put two games on side by side, you said, who's making more money here? They wouldn't be able to tell because the production value is that high on both sides. Now, if you want to complain about the rules, that's fine. Everybody wants to throw in their two cents. We're, we're a two cents culture. And then if anybody responds to you on, on Instagram or Twitter, oh, I'm a huge fan. Oh, so sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, no, I was just a oh, huge fan. It's like, well, what are, you, what are you trying to do? And like, and we're also lacrosse players. We don't have 150,000 followers, you know? Some, like, four guys do. So if somebody gets added, they're going to go, oh, someone said something about me. And they're going to look at it and go, oh, you're 2020 and you're committed to UNC? Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I know your coach. I'm going to tell you. Like, these kids are idiots. They're so dumb. So they, dumb. They think, they think that there's that one, that, that guys aren't petty enough, which they are. And two, and two, that they can't be found, which they can be. And the second they, you know, someone responds to them, they delete the account. They take off all their information. You're, you're, very, you're not that anonymous on the Internet. Um, you know, that's just something for the younger listeners that you, you eventually somebody's going to come after you and, you know, you don't want to have that situation. So just be quiet and be nice. And, you know, if you're going to have a burner account or something like that, but as, far, <laughs> but as far as the, the, the comments, I mean, I think most things have been positive. I think people are like, Oh, things cost money. Oh, Paul's trying to get rich for dollars. <laughs> $40 to watch lacrosse all summer? That's impossible. Dude, you have 40 titanium sticks. What are you talking? Sell, sell one. You're like, it's worth more than my car. And it's like, it's... Shout, it's, out, shout out to Sideline Swap. Yeah, Sideline Swap. Good people. Brendan Cannon, Aces, go way back. Um, but, I mean, it, 
it, the people who are going to com complain are going to complain no matter what. And I think when I talk to people that at least know anything about anything, whether in their business, sports, what have you, people are very, and, and guys in the league for that matter, everybody's really, really, really happy. I mean, I haven't heard one person complain about anything except for like delayed flights. And that's not on the PLL. That's, that's like, Hey, you know, insert, you know, I fly United. It's all thrown under the bus. I don't care. And like insert delayed airline here, you know, this stinks, but that's, that's just weather. There's nothing you can do about that. So, I mean, as far as the complaining is concerned, let them complain, but just know that the behind the scenes, this is buttoned up like just being on both sides of it. It's buttoned up. It's running extremely well. Things are going extremely well for the first time in a, in a long time. Like I'm used to bad news. It's nice to hear good news. The number, I mean, they're putting up the metrics every weekend. It's like, here are the ticket sales. Here's how many people watched. And the what few people realize ticket sales are nice. They're all about eyeballs. This is about, this is an NBC deal. So NBC's happy. That means everybody should be happy. Yeah. Dude, I, I just think there's like this entire like people build their like personalities around being someone who just like hates something. So like, I feel like the more negative comments that you get, it like, like that just shows that the PLL is doing well because like people see that people are excited about the PLL. People see that things are going well for the PLL, but these people that like, they don't have a personality themselves. So they just think, Oh, well, like if I just like go against this thing, like that's, that's what like they just like being negative because they think it's it's either like cool or it's like they don't have anything else going on. So it's like, ah, shit. Well, like everyone's excited about this thing. Like, let me find something to talk about, and then they'll just like come up with like they'll just start harping on attendance because there's like you, you can't you can't harp on the production quality. You can't harp on like the the overall game aspect of it because all the games have been great. So it's like. They just grab something that like doesn't necessarily matter, and then they just harp on, well, attendance is this, and, and like it's they they just do it because they don't really have anything else to offer besides yeah. being negative. It's easy. It's easy to be negative, right? It's it's hard to go out and build something. It's easy to say, oh, those those bricks are out of line, but you didn't sit out there and lay those bricks all day. And that's that's the internet one hundred and one. I mean, if you ever actually look at some of these pages, if they're not private. They're just, it's them taking like bathroom selfies. They don't even have friends who take pictures of them. They're like, they're just born losers. And you know, it, I, I feel bad for them. That's, that's the sad part. It's like, listen, maybe if somebody hugged you more or people answered your texts, you know, you wouldn't be doing this, but instead they want to come after a new league. And, and it's funny if you want to talk about the other league as well, they're on, they're also, you know, crapping on the other league. Oh, you guys are dead and, and, and stuff like that. It's like, dude, old. I see you're old. Yeah, you're okay. Go outside, sit in the sun. It'll help you. Go pick up a weight that makes endorphins. Like, do something. But there, we have we live, and this is just our society in general. It's it's so easy just to throw out a comment. You're bald. You're short. You're fat. You're dumb. That girl's not as pretty as she should be, even though you're sitting on your couch eating Doritos. Um, you know, it, the list goes on. And you know, I think that's why it's easier to become anything nowadays because there's so many losers out there that as long as you just get up off your couch and just put in a minimal amount of effort, you'll get somewhere. And that's what most of these people aren't doing. And then you have a guy like Paul who's moving mountains, Paul and his brother, I should say, moving mountains. And people have people also seem to forget the fact Paul's still running up and down on the field and doing stuff. Like, oh my God, he's like, he's, he's throwing behind the world passes. Like, I mean, he's making stuff happen. He hasn't taken a game off. It's insane. And I know, and, and anybody knows Paul knows that he's held together by, by nuts and bolts, literally. And he still gets up, 
does the meetings. I had a meeting at the PLL offices a few weeks ago. He comes in, he's sweating like crazy. It's a million degrees. I'm like, oh, well, where were you? He's like, I was at a meeting. Now I'm running over here. I have a meeting that we have practice tomorrow. It's like, slow down. He's like, I can't. No option to. And it's fantastic. Like people should be looking at that, but they don't. They just want yeah. to sit there. Oh, it's, we don't have. It's a, it's a stadium of twenty five thousand people. You only had seven thousand people. What were the tickets attendance last year? Anywhere? Three, four, seven. That's double. I can I can tell you that a certain Atlanta team uh, did not fill up very much uh, in the in the stands. Um, are these the kind of life lessons that you're handing down to all your youngins uh, in the in the, the face off academy? Because uh, I, I feel like I feel like, and I'm not a face off guy. I play defense, so I, I'm I, I'm nowhere near as tough. But it feels like these, you know, because I, I see you on Instagram taking your pics of these guys, and you know where they're going, Quinnipiac pace, that sort of thing. Uh, the toughest have to survive, I imagine. Is there some sort of like hand-to-hand combat going on, or like are these guys just you know they they're either tough or they're not, and are they taking these lessons away from the field because away from you know after practice? Because I feel like you wouldn't put up with a whole lot of like you know kids smoking jewels in the in the inside or you know taking a you know uh, being late to practice or shit like that. So you know, to, no. you know tell us about tell us about that your experience with you know working with kids. Uh, I will say this out of the box. Kids are really smart. They're, they're the smartest they've ever been. Like when I was 15, I was dumber than a bag of hammers. Same kids. Now they have all of man's knowledge in their pocket and they are consuming it nonstop. They're just feeding on data all day, whether it's conversations that they, that they shouldn't be privy to, you know, whether it's shows they shouldn't be watching, they're smarter. They understand how to react faster. So I find that if I just talk to these kids as if they are my peers, they take they one they trust me more and two they they consume in my information better. If they know I'm talking down to them, they go this guy's full of shit. Yep. And that's what that's what I don't want to do with my kids. So I'm pretty blunt with my guys. If I if I see that their stick is completely unusable, I go if you come back with that, I'm not letting you use it again. So go get a new stick this week. And if they come back with it, I take it, I put it in the corner, and I give them mine. I go you're using mine for the day. Sorry. And they go, oh, but but oh, this whole that and the other. I go, listen, your your dad drives a Range Rover. You can afford a, a thirty dollars stick <laughs> off sideline swap because that's where you guys should be getting your your sticks. Because buying new sticks is is crazy if you're a face off guy. Go buy the sticks that the guys don't want to use anymore. But I mean, uh, I I think most of the face off coaches at the face off academy, we all talk to our guys as, as if they're peers. Um, and that's why I think we do well with our coaching is because you know I'm not going to sugarcoat a kid that had a bad week if i watch his film not, what, what good is it hey you know what you did a great job uh you know uh, two for 14 is not that bad <laughs> getting that from his parents <laughs> like you don't need to come to me for to, for a pat on the back you need to come for me so i can kick you in the ass and say listen two two for 14 is really bad we got to completely rebuild you from the ground up let's go here's here's what we're going to work on today and then here's five days worth of homework and by the way also hit the wall for 15 minutes every day like, and kids are like, well, I do, uh, uh, can I just buy a new stick? No, you have to actually put in the work. You're going to mess up your hands. It's not going to be fun. You're not going to play Fortnite with your friends for a little bit. Get out and put in the work. And if you don't like it, don't come back. It's okay. Like, I don't, you know, I don't need you. And that's, kids have not come back. And and I didn't, <laughs> I don't need them. Where they leave, a new kid comes in that's hungry and wants more information and wants more of my time. And guess what? He'll get it. And that's that's how we kind of run things at, at the Faceoff Academy. Yeah, I love it. 
I'll, I'll tell you what the like anytime that i'm scrolling through and i see you know the like instagram story of either you or greg or you know any of greg's brothers that are just the the videos of you guys at face off like that scares the ever living shit out of me because face off guys as we all know you're all freaks each and every single one of you and the fact that like all of you are then together in in one place like it like like that right there like I, I do feel like lacrosse people, like the lacrosse world does need to be a little wary there because like that's like that that's an army. That's at least the that, police should be now it that, should be that's, wary. That's an that's an army of absolute lunatics um who who can will will just they don't have any fear maybe they're whether it's they're they're they don't have the fear in in their head or they're just like some of them maybe just have too much shit loose to even like understand that fear is a thing but then like you have this army of face-off kids where if at any given moment you and greg say hey let's go take over everyone in the like that's like that's like the uh the like the the army of the dead in game of thrones like you guys will yeah. just come over and just beat up on everyone like tom schreiber and will manny and, and all those guys you guys take over and then all of a sudden we're not having conversations about whether or not to get the face off out of lacrosse it's just you guys just turn the cross into just one giant face off and there's nothing we can do about it because you have this army that just took it over <laughs> the, ni the nice thing about those guys is everybody like we knew that for a long time we were like nobody wanted to talk to us and then the face-off got a little bit bigger and now there's a, there's a lot of pride in that you know we were the shun sons for so long and now you know people are just trying to figure out a way to get rid of us and we're not going anywhere you know unless they completely ban the face-off which they've already done in the past and you know if you look back at the data it just didn't work you know i'm not saying that we're untouchable but we're anytime they've changed the rules we survive and adapt we're like roaches you know the they if they drop a nuclear bomb it's going to be it's going to be keith richards the roaches and the face-off army and I mean, if you need if you need any proof just put up anything on twitter about getting rid of the face-off or changing the face-off and just watch what happens they sign petitions this has nothing to do with me they go off on their own it's a it's <laughs> like this weird mob mentality change the rules they bug out and then everything settles and we retrain and we reassessed and if they change it to a puck drop it's going to be fine if you look at hockey there's 52 ways to win a puck drop it's just you got to know how to do it. Same thing with facing off. There's 52 ways to win a face off. You just got to know how to do it. And people are going to complain about who's really good. And oh, it's too late. We got to change the rules. And then we just go back through the circle again. We're just a snake eating its own tail. Yeah. Well, uh, again, it, it again. I, I just watch it and I just see all these face off guys together, and it's 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 unsettling to say the least, just cause you never know what you guys are capable of. Um, but it is, it is a great thing that you guys do. And, and it's, it's just making absolute monsters out there in the face off community. Um, so, Hey, moving on real quick. So, you know, we, we mentioned that we feel bad for, you know, the haters and losers in comment sections. Um, the people that I feel the worst for right now, everyone who's going to have to be playing the Redwoods the rest of the season. So, uh, Jerry added to the uh, added to the roster this week. Will we see you out in Denver? Uh, we'll see. Um, I'm not sure what they have planned for this weekend. Uh, I think you guys will definitely see me at some point this season. Um, the defense on the Redwoods is is stifling, and defense wins games. And we got a good offense too. So you know, if I get a few possessions to the offense, and the defense can bail me out on a few ones I don't win, uh, I'm very comfortable. 
in, with this team. Um, I think if you've if you've watched any games, and you guys should certainly watch it on uh, NBC Replay. Um, I mean, it's it's a stacked roster. I mean, it's you can say that across the board, but I think I think when you hold these kind of offenses to the points that the Redwoods defense has, that's a huge leg up uh, against any other team. You know, the Red. I mean, that defensive unit. It's like. I mean, good luck. You want to shoot from the outside, they'll block shots. You want to try and crease dive, they're going to put your face in three feet in the dirt. And, you know, Trotter's playing fantastic uh, in the net. I mean, it's it's a who's who. You know, who do you want holding the ball and who do you want trying to take it from you? It's like everybody's comfortable anywhere on, on that on that roster. So, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who, who comes out on top this season. But, you know, my money's on the woods. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like they – as soon as they start finally keeping track of hockey assists, which I've been on that train for a oh, thousand percent since, I don't know, I guess I started playing in fourth grade. So I guess I, I've been on the start keeping track of hockey assists since like 2001. Um, they still haven't listened to me yet, but it's, it's on the way. But the moment that they start keeping track of hockey assists, you any face off that you win forward and then you kick it over to Jules at the point of the fast break. And then he kicks it down to Ryder. That's, that's just an easy money assist in your pocket. Like you'd be raking up the points if they started counting those. Listen, like I said, a hockey guy, I'm all about pluses and minuses. If I can be, you know, plus five on the day, I mean, that's that's a big day for me. I don't, I don't need, you know, I'm not a Schreiber. I don't need the glitz, the glamour, the wrathful daffle. Um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm happy if the team wins and if I can, you know, be a, if I can help turn that wrench just a little bit more by being out there. That's all I'm looking for. I'm not looking for, not looking for the pictures, not looking for the likes. You know, I'm just out there to get. You know, throw throw a guy back in the mud. That's where I'm happy. Are we gonna see you pull up for a for a nasty two pointer? You know, how's how's your accuracy from distance? I can send it. I'm, I don't know where it's going, but it's moving. Sweet. That's all I'm really concerned about. Is you just? I mean, and that's really that's really the whole goal is, and and that's what I feel like a lot of these guys, and they won't say it, but nobody knows. Out. Nobody knows. Yeah, it, yeah. No, they have no idea where it's going. They just pulling up from 17 and absolutely just letting it fly. Nowhere, no idea where it's going. And if it goes in, wow, that was sick. Boom. 10,000 likes on Instagram on the PLL's account. You just act like you know what you're doing. And you know, every, it's all about confidence. That's really it. That's fair. That's totally fair. Life lessons from Jerry. You better pull up though and go low to high. If, if you're, <laughs> you're now contractually obligated now that you've been on this podcast, if you, if you step into one and it's just an overhand bouncer, um, we will, we'll delete this, this, this episode ever. And we'll, you know, we'll send all your information over to Russia or some shit like that. Cause, uh, we <laughs> you hope you face at me. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. For you guys, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the elevator, go low to high for you. Top chatter. Yeah, we might, yeah, that sounds good. Either that or you might send it into the upper deck and hurt a fan or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You can give somebody else like a matching head wound. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, I'm not selling my jersey. I can just sell, you know, the surgery <laughs> and just sign it. Um, hey, just a couple more things that I want to talk about before we let you get going here. Um, because uh, th- this is something that I know that you wanted to get into a little bit. So, you're a New Jersey guy, and as we've mentioned a couple times so far here in this interview, you're you're also a hockey guy as well. So, uh, big Devils fan. Mm-hmm. Um, just picked up uh, Jack Hughes in, in the draft, who uh, looks like you know looks like he's probably one of the commenters in the PLL's Instagram <laughs> section. Um, and uh, and and P- so, how are you feeling about the Devs this season? Also, 
can uh if, if you guys just moved out of newark i feel like that'd be move anywhere else that yeah. fuck that place stinks nope it's that it, place it, stinks it's the jewel of the west like it, like j-u-u-l yeah yes. <laughs> exactly i mean give or take i mean listen the police have cleaned up the streets Everybody can't buy in Hoboken anymore. Jersey City's not that desirable. You got to come to Newark. That's where the property value is going up. They were smart. They cleaned out all the old Chinese restaurants. They knocked those down. Newark is where it's at. The Raganises have been there since 1894. Wait, do, is, do you just go with Newark? Like, it's like N O R K? Newark, New Jersey. Newark? It's not Newark. Newark. That's am, am, am I? Oh, okay. It's all right. All right. You say like N O R K, Nork. Interesting. Right. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm even I'm even further out on it now. Listen, you'll be further out of the playoffs with all this Philly nonsense because the Devils going to the Stanley Cup. Put your money on it now. We'll pay off in dividends. It's guaranteed. It's a lock. I don't know. I feel like mm, this is the only year you have to do it though because Taylor Hall, the first chance he's get, he gets, he's getting out of Nork. That's fine. He's going to leave with a cup. All right. Well, I don't know. There's not really much I can say to that, but because as a Flyers fan, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, how do you feel though about being an absolute scumbag and treating a guy like Scott Stevens as a god, uh, even though he's? I mean, you're you're an athlete as well. Could you imagine if there was someone in the PLL right now just going around just elbowing the shit out of everyone's head, and then to have yeah, people sell just out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess if you're a big Acello guy, you're that would make sense why you'd be a Devils fan. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it says a lot about your character and Devils fans in general, their their entire character that they would put an, an absolute um, piece of garbage like that up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Even uh, I guess even I, even to go so far as to retire his number for basically being an attempted murderer. I, I get. I guess that's that's an interesting angle to take without those all those cups in your pocket. I mean, I mean, I saw the Stanley Cup three times personally. I was at one of the games, and then, uh, you know, it, it was really incredible to watch. You know, Scott Stevens win all those Stanley Cups. It was, a, it was the '90s were great. I mean, we had what we have. We had Pokemon. We had the New Jersey Devils. Uh, more freedom for America. I mean, it was it was a great time. I mean, the only people that really didn't like it were Philly fans. I mean, you know, Eagles. That was tough, and then. Flyers still tough. You guys got gritty though. Things have been things have turned it up. He's we a good. Man. I'll tell you what. If if Gritty played lacrosse, he would be a face-off specialist. That is for goddamn sure. I kind of feel like Gritty's a little bit like the Milkman. Like, like like he has his eyes all crazy. He's got long hair. Just banging your mom. <laughs> <laughs> gritty just showing up at everyone's door. Just <laughs> yeah, fair. I, I mean. I have to call my mother. <laughs> really? Uh, Mom Gritty of all of all people. Well, you know, he's uh listen, ladies love a bad they love the bad guy, you know, and, and he and he he plays it up well. Um really bad. Yeah. Jake, do you have anywhere to go besides gritty banging moms for us to end this interview on? Because I feel like that's a that's a, it's a bizarre note to leave this it's one a, on. It's a high note. I, I think it's a high note. I, I just there's always been uh, something wrong with Philadelphia sports, whether it just be the fact that I feel like everyone in Philadelphia smokes crack or that, you know, you got this fucking gritty walking around like some sort of mutant big bird 
and everybody worships worships him like you know some sort of weird. Well, he's he's mostly everyone's dealer, so that that might that might be it. That it, you got the fanatic, right? The fanatic is like a, a crazy wacky thing. What's, weird, what, right? what's the the seventy sixers? It was just like a basketball. Like, oh well, it used to be a badass bunny called hip hop. Uh, now it's a dog. Come on, yeah, <laughs> come dude. on. dude. Hip hip hop was uh, he was like this like jacked like, like bunny. Um, who would do like, ducks, like the like the really crappy organ ducks mascot for like two years? What's yeah. that? Like that like hyper duck? Remember they came out with that in like the early two thousands? Yeah, I mean this this bunny would like fuck your world up. But uh, now it's a now it's a dog, Franklin. So I mean, every you're a dog guy. I'm a dog guy. Jake, you're yeah, you're a dog. Yeah, you're you're a dog guy. So everyone likes dogs, but Fra- okay. Franklin's Franklin's cool. But he's I don't know. He's just I I don't understand why. He, the hip hop, the bunny. Um, I'll tell you what, maybe we'll have to bring, I'll have to get in contact with whoever has the hip hop, the bunny costume uh, in their possession right now. So someone within the Sixers probably has it and we will work on getting a hip hop appearance at uh, Philly for September 21st for the PLL championship. They've probably committed a crime in it by oh. now because like, yeah, I got to lay low or something because there's, there's no way. Yeah, I'll just go through some surveillance tapes. You got any uh, connections to the Fnatic? You know, maybe we get some riot punch out there on the you know championship weekend. Uh, I I do know a guy who is he's in line. I play beer league hockey with him. Um, he's in line. So there there are multiple Fnatics. So this is already the best sentence I've ever heard in my existence. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Please, yeah, please keep going. So. Uh, <laughs> So, so there are multiple fanatics. So there's, you know, there's one guy who wears the fanatic like at the games and shit, and he's like head honcho fanatic. Um, and then you have another guy who, you know, maybe there's like one or two of them where like, you know, if you're like at like a middle school assembly and your school brings in the fanatic, you don't get like the head honcho guy. It's kind of like you get like the mall Santa Claus version of them. Um, sure. So it's a different guy wearing the fanatic. And then this guy who I play beer league hockey with. So it's, you know, Listen, to be the fanatic, it's the same thing as being a professional athlete. So you like you have to work your way up the ranks. So like right now, he wears the costume of like one of the like fanatics buddies who would like go around to middle school assembly. So he's not like middle school assembly fanatic. He's like middle school assembly fanatics buddy that like also wears some some costume. But uh, like a few people have to die and then he'll, he would be head honcho fanatic. It's like the British monarchy. Yeah, I guess. Like I, how many uh, people have to die so you can be king? Yeah, exactly. You know, so I, that's how it should be. Let's be honest. Yeah, in pretty much everything, I think. Yeah, <laughs> we'll tell you what. Maybe, maybe we'll get. Uh, he's experienced in the world of mascotting, so maybe we'll put him in Hip Hop the Bunny, and then it'll just be a, a, a grand old time in Philly, September twenty first. I'm in. I'm in, boys. We got a plan. Yeah, get it on the wire. Or maybe you can wear it and take some face-offs in it. I would I would not be opposed to it. Anything's better than what I'm currently working with. All right. Well, there there we have we'll uh you know, we'll just we'll put the word in to uh Paul and Mike right just make sure that everything is um you know we'll, we'll you know cross the T's, dot the I's, work through all the semantics, um, get it signed, sealed, and stapled, and and it'll be done. So you heard it here first. All right. And that, uh, that does it, Jerry. Thanks for coming on that one. Uh, got off the rails a little bit. Um, I don't want to be on the rails. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Hey, 
Best of luck. Hopefully we see you suited up in Denver. If not, we will see you another time throughout the season. Um, low to high. Remember that. And, uh, you know, go kick someone's ass. Maybe, you know, throw a few punches because that's I, I think Acello and Blaze, they, uh, you know, they took a lot of heat. We need someone else to take some of the heat off of them. And since you're a big teammate guy, I, I think that that'd be a great move for you. So, you know, throw a punt. Maybe someone will talk shit on your ramen and then that'll make it easier for you. <laughs> All right, boys. I'll, I'll be swinging a few for you. Have go. a good one. Thanks for having me, fellas. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. All right. And thanks again to Jerry for hopping on the pod with us this week. And uh, yeah, so listen, you, you, we kind of already got into it a little bit right before the interview there. But, uh, you know, Redwoods, they will be taking on the Atli. That'll be the first game this weekend at Dick's Sporting Good Park. Um, so this will be, uh, all right. So it's, it's 3 PM mountain time, right? So for all you Easterners out there, this is, this is Saturday, 5 PM Eastern, right? Mountain time. It's, it's two hours difference. Um, these time zones are, are still just fucking everybody, but 5 PM Eastern, we've got the Redwoods taking on the outlay. Um, this entire week is going to actually be a, uh, a rematch. Uh, and a repeat of week one in Boston. Um, listen, a, a lot has changed since week one. You know, not only have guys moved around from different teams, um, but, you know, all these teams in general, they've kind of figured out a little bit of an identity. Uh, they've started to click a little bit more. So, like, if we go back and just look to how these games went in week one, well, I mean, one, you know, two of them are going to be overtime games. And then the other one was only a two goal game. So they probably will be pretty similar, but like, we can't necessarily look at what happened week one as like, you know, this is going to happen again, week seven, but uh, week one, it was the Redwoods taking down the Atli 11 to nine. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I just think, I think this Redwoods team has been steadily getting better as the season's been going. Um, you know, and, and most of these teams have been getting better. Some of them have kind of fallen off a little bit, you know, like the archers lost four in a row. I hate to bring it up, but like it happened. So like some teams are kind of trending the opposite direction. Um, Redwoods, I feel like have, have only been getting stronger and stronger each week. Um, you know, and, and now, you know, I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like moving Sankey for for a guy, for a kid like Ryder Garnsey, I feel like that is is only going to give him like a little bit more confidence heading into the rest of the season here, where like he doesn't have to like look over his shoulder and be like, shit, like if I'm not producing, like you know, am I going to be coming out here? Um, so you know, I I think that the move that was just made and and that trade is only going to make that attack unit stronger. So I. I mean, I'm I'm going I'm going with another big win here for the Woods. Yeah, I think I think the Woods can take this one. Um, I think the Atlas are slowly coming together, as I said before. You know, kind of got into it before the interview. Um, you know, the Redwoods. Uh, the one thing I'm going to be looking out for is they've activated JoJo Morasco. so we're going to have a lot. I mean, they already have a ton of shooters on the midfield, but I'm ready to see JoJo just throw like a side. You know, on the, oh, that's that's silly on the run sidearm type deal. Uh, to the you know top shelf, so um, I think that's awesome. Uh, Redwoods is strong defense. I'm gonna take the Redwoods over that one uh, over the over the Atlas as well. Um, I will. It's not gonna be a blowout though. Um, I mean, I think that's a pretty 
that's a spicy take everyone so like be fucking prepared like for my spicy take like not gonna be a blowout but i think it'll be a yeah, close great. game as every other fucking week has been so like 15 13 15 14 something like that might need to uh might need to slam back a a glass of milk after that one kind of control all the capacin going on um, no kidding yeah yeah so i mean we're on the same page there i i do think um again i, I just think that that this team they found their groove that defense is loaded timmy troutner playing uh, he'll, he'll still be incredible and like especially getting those reps at the all-star game i feel like i i feel like the goalies that were in the all-star game um definitely have a bit of an advantage, especially, you know, doing the, um, the goalie challenge where they were just getting fucking like step downs from 10 and having to face those. So it's, it's been two weeks off since the regular season, but you know, those guys who were playing in the all-star game, they, they saw plenty of rubber last week. So they'll still be, uh, they'll still be in their groove for this week. Um, the second game of the weekend, we've got the Chouse. Going up against the Whip Snakes. Uh, this will be 6 p.m. Mountain Time, so 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, when these two teams played back in Week One at Gillette, it was the Whip Snakes taking down the Chaos 15-14. Uh, was one of those overtime games. This is this is going to be a. Uh, I mean, I, I think right now these are probably the two teams that people I, I feel like if I'm just like judging based off of Twitter and, and everything that I see on the timeline, I feel like the majority of people out there kind of have these two teams pegged as as the teams that like we would see playing for the crown September 21st. I feel like a lot of people are high on these teams. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think uh one thing to, to keep in mind here is that Miles Thompson is uh he's not on the active roster right now. He is uh so so he's he's nursing an elbow injury. So I mean the, he's not on the roster at this moment. That could maybe change on Saturday. I don't really know the rules for that. Like like is the roster that's in right now, does that have to be the team that's playing on Saturday or can you start to make some additions? Either way, if if not, like right now they're just going into Saturday's game with two attackmen on there with Connor Fields and, and Mike Bocklet. Um, I mean, Connor kind of te- Connor kind of counts as two. Yeah, that is true. Especially because you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have to slide to him. You might double them at first. And then he'll break through the double, and then you'll have to slide to him. So yeah, I mean they could just go out there and play five v six and be fine. Um, having Miles in the lineup definitely helps, but is it necessary? Not when mm-hmm. Connor Fields is doing Connor Fields things. Um, so I mean, just they only have two attackmen like that are at least like designated attackmen out there. Um, so that you know that'll be something to keep in mind, especially you know, and if Miles does end up playing, it's like. All right. Well, if you know if he takes you know a, a hack to the uh, you know a hack to the elbows there, like what's you know how, how long is he going to last? You know, I I wouldn't necessarily want to get you know you know you have Michael Earhart sliding down on you all of a sudden Ugh. catch one in the elbow there, and you're like ah fuck, get me off this field. Um, so again, that that's just it's something to to keep in mind here. I think uh, 
you know, as we get deeper into the season, all these teams are going to be playing with a bunch of guys who are banged up. Um, so, you know, it's not like this is a, a thing that just the, the chaos have to deal with. Um, but like that type of shit, like now that we're getting deeper into the season is or, yeah, it's, it's going to be something that plays into these games. No, I totally agree. Um, between the, I mean, there's a lot of chaos fans out there and I think they like kind of the, the running gun style that the chaos play. Um, I they're think fun, they're a fun team to they're be. Ex- they're so, they're so fun to watch. Like it's one of the most fun teams to watch if I, if I had to say, um, I just, I think that the whip snakes are too organized um, to let the chaos run and gun all over them. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, the whip snakes defense is also extremely good. Um, I, I would take the whip snakes in this one, um, especially after seeing the, the, the chaos just, you know, uh, they got destroyed by. Um, oh, yeah, oh my yeah. god, I'm blanking. Um, I, I'm sorry. They, they their last their last major their last loss was a major one. Um, it was very unlike them. It was um, 19 to 11. Chrome. That's right. That's right. The Chrome. The Chrome put it put a beating on the on the chaos and. You know, maybe the chaos is Matt. Maybe, maybe the boys are trying to prove something against the Whip Snakes. Maybe not. Um, I think they'll come out playing hard. I just, I think the Whip Snakes are going to be, uh, I think the Whips are going to be um, too powerful for them. So uh, it'll be interesting, though, as all other games are. Um, chaos like to shoot from two, um, but the Whip Snakes can also shoot from two. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I'll tell you what, the, the one thing that, so here's where I wish I was a little bit smarter um, for sure. So, these games are going to be played in Denver. As we all know, the, the, um, the air in Denver, I mean, you're mile high city. So like, I, I know when you're up there, it's first off, I'm really excited to just hear about it. Like on the broadcast, like I can't wait to hear how many times they bring up, um, you know, the, the thin air. air. Yeah. So like, or cause like anytime you're watching like a, uh, like NFL, like America's game of the week. And it's, it's in Denver. Like they always make sure that on the sidelines, like they show the oxygen tanks and shit like that. Like, you know, that that's always a shot that they have in the broadcast. So I'm really hoping that we get a lot of oxygen tanks shots from NBC uh, this weekend. But so like, obviously the air is thinner. So like, it's going to hurt you getting up and down the field a little bit if, if you're losing your breath. But is that, I, I wonder if that, if there's any science in there in my head, the science works out where the two bombs are going to be flying in this game. Now keep in mind, I, again, this is just the science that's in my head. So like, I don't know if this is real life or not, but like in my head, I'm picturing, all right, well, if the air is thinner, right. And you're just shooting a fucking bullet from 16 yards out. What it, it would have less air to go through to get to the net. So wouldn't it get there faster? Like, aren't these guys going to just be just slinging away or, or is that, I don't know in my head, it makes sense. So I'm just going to go with it, which, so I think, you know, one, it's going to be tougher on guys running up and down with, with that air. So you might as well just not go, you know, just play between the boxes, just go two point arc to two point arc and just let them fucking fly. You know, Jordy, it took me about seven and a half years to get my first undergraduate degree. Uh, working on the working on my my master's right now. It took me about seven and a half years to get my first undergrad degree, which is like three colleges. Your science is correct. I've taken enough class to to absolutely understand that the the physics and the science around it. 
It's correct. Anytime, so, anytime you go to college for seven years, you're a doctor. So if, yeah. if a doctor is backing up my science, then yeah, all you fucking nerds back home right now who are going to say, uh, Jordy, no, that doesn't make any sense. The thin air is not going to change a shot. Well, you just got served by a doctor. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I mean, that's just, it's such a good take. And I mean, the, the science is there and I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to back it up. Uh, what's the last game we got? It's Chrome, Chrome and Archers, right? Yeah. So Chrome and Arch. So Chrome, they they uh they finally pick up a win. It was a big one too. Yeah. So a huge win. Things were getting a little scary there for them for a while. Um, but you know they finally picked up, and it was a huge. So nineteen to eleven. Pretty sure that was the biggest beatdown of the season that we've seen so far. Um, so you know if it's going to take you six weeks to get your first win, you might as well get the biggest one um, that you can. So that'll be the Sunday game. Chrome against Archers, that is 2 p.m. Mountain Time, 4 p.m. on Sunday, Eastern Standard. Uh, so the rematch of the f- very first game in PLL history, it was the 13-12 to 12 win for the Archers in overtime at Gillette. Um, so, you know, like, like we mentioned uh, earlier, so it, it'll be, uh, you know, Marcus Holman, Will Manny, and then they'll go with... Ryan Ambler and Christian Cuccinello down there uh, at attack. So, you know, we'll, we'll still wait to see the uh, the Joey Sankey um, debut for the Archers. But, I mean, that's still – the Archers still have just such a – all these lineups are loaded. But, like, I don't know. When I just look at this team, it's like I don't – I don't understand how how they lose four in a row. You know, it's, and it's like uh, and it's like they've been like right there. So it's not like they're like, it's not like they're just like falling apart and getting their like dicks kicked in four games in a row. It's just like they haven't been able to to close it out in four weeks. Well, let's just get into some coach speak real quick. You know, like what do their intangibles look like? You know, are we are we hustling in between the whistles? Are we clearing? You know, uh, what, what's our clearing percentage? Are we are we riding? You know, like are we are we uh, you know how long? What's our possession time? You know, so there's probably just if some small stuff that needs to come together because the archers are so fucking loaded, you know, like that's it. it and, and, and yes, uh, the absence of the third attackman, um, I'm sure is not really absence, but like, because Kevin Rice is still a very good player. It's more like you need the third guy who, who can really bash because, you know, you've got Marcus and you've got will who are, you know, pretty much detached at the hip, you know, blood brothers, I'm, you know, sleeping bunk beds. We, we all know, we all know they do it, but you need a third guy who can come in there and, and throw down just like them. And, and maybe they'll find that maybe they won't, but that really affects, um, an offense, you know, and, and perhaps that's it. Or maybe they're like, you know, you know, somebody has got a dairy allergy and like, you know, he, like, they're just lactose intolerant and somebody's just drinking too much milk. Like maybe there's some food problems going on, some digestive issues. Like who knows, man, you know, they could, they could, maybe they need to do more yoga. I'll tell you what, if, you know, if, if you need some intangibles, like, so right now this would be the week for it. So if I'm, if I'm the archers, you know, we head up to Denver, right? I'm thinking to myself, all right, we need some guy on here. Like we need, we need some guy to just start selling weed while we're in Denver, it's legal. So we're good to go. We just need some guy to just start selling weed, have the Chrome be your, your number one clientele, just get them high off their fucking ass for Saturday. Um, you know, maybe like 
do it, do a nice little wake and bake Sunday morning, get the boys feeling real, real spacey. And then you just go out there 2 PM mountain time and just beat the ever living shit out of them while they're all just like, you know, maybe like putting some, like, uh, you know, some like Mountain Dew and like, and, uh, like Swedish fish in, in their water bottles, just doing like real high guy stuff. So, I mean, that's a good strategy. If I'm, if, if I'm the Chrome, that's what I'm into. Yeah. So, I mean, the archers, you, you just need, you need someone to kind of bite the bullet and, and just start, uh, you know, kind of infiltrating that Chrome locker room. Um, but again, like realistically though, Chrome, they've, that has to feel so like it would feel so like that weight would be so fucking heavy on you. If you were coming into this week, um, Oh, and six, right. So like you, you had two, basically two weeks off with the bye week and the all-star week, you're Oh, and six, like, you, you know, for a fact that you would be done, um, in terms of like the playoffs, it's like, it's, it's not really, uh, not really too realistic of a, of a goal at this point. So like at that point, you're, you're kind of just, I don't know. I don't think that any of these guys have like the character where they would just like give up on the season, but it would be really tough to come out and be like, all right, boys, like let's really attack this second half of the season when it's like, well, we didn't get a win the first week. Um, so like that whole, just, just the, the mental aspect of, of getting that weight off their shoulder and getting a huge win um, in DC. Like that's, I, I feel like now they'll, they'll start to click. Now they'll have, you know, that, that ability to close out games. So um, I don't know. I, I guess it's just like right now, the archers are probably feeling exactly like how the Chrome felt before they got that first win. So we'll see like, you know, if the archers finally get that weight off their shoulder or if the Chrome are able to kind of build off that momentum, granted it was, you know, a couple of weeks ago since they got that win, but if they can just keep building off of that. So I, I mean, again, I, I said earlier that like, we can't base what happened in week one or like we can't base week seven on, on what happened in week one. I I'll contradict myself. This will be an overtime game. I'm about it. Uh, I agree. I think we're seeing overtime in this one. Actually, you know what? Let's get crazy. Let's see our first tie. Yes. Let's see I'm, our first tie. I'm, I'm putting my money on green. Um, but yeah, so that is, uh, <laughs> that's weeks. If, if I did have to pick a team, you know, I, I want to, I want to keep, uh, I want to keep spear tie with the Chrome. I, I like that. Uh, I like an underdog story. So, I, I would like to see them go on a nice little, uh, you know, imagine if they get into the playoffs at like five and five and then just end up winning the whole goddamn thing. Um, so I'm, I'm about that. That's a, that's a story that I can get behind. So I'll, I'll go with the Chrome keeping this one going um, or a tie, but so that is week seven in Denver, Dick's sporting goods park, July 27th and 28th. We've got the Atli taking on the Redwoods at 5 p.m. Eastern. Chaos and Whip Snakes after that. And then the Sunday game, Archers and Chrome. Um, any Anything else before we uh, before we wrap this thing up? Uh, no, I did have a, uh, an ass load of questions I asked for on the Instagram. Uh, we can get into those next week. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are just outright awful. Um, but I mean, it's, it'll be solid content. So if you asked a question on Instagram, 
um we'll we'll probably address it next week this is uh, a, a short little episode on week seven and we'll have some more content to do so yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll keep it in the database um yeah you know and and we'll we'll build up a nice arsenal of questions and then we'll, we'll have a whole good segment on it for next week. Um, but again, Hey, listen, uh, make sure that everyone is following us on Twitter and Instagram. That is at the crease dive on both. Um, Jake's been, been taking over the socials. So if, if you got any questions, fire them away. Uh, he'll get back to you pretty quickly. Um, so, uh, appreciate everyone following so far. Second half of the season coming up here. Let's get after it, boys and girls. And as always, we are going to be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out. I've had a large mouth pass, bust my line, a couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off. Politicians lie, been fired by the boss. It takes one hand to count the things I can count on. No, there ain't much man that ain't ever let me down. Cause long